0: hello hello everyone my name is cami bleese and welcome to episode 29 of the worth more podcast i am excited to be talking with you today about a really unique topic and something that i feel like we all kind of know about and we all sort of understand but we've never really dug into what it means for our lives and basically that is the topic of sedentary i don't know if that's the right to say it in, but our sedentary lifestyles. That's what I want to talk with you about. And this isn't actually about you needing to like pick a new workout routine or anything like that, because the truth is exercise alone is not the answer. And however you're listening to this podcast, probably in a car, maybe, you know, cleaning your apartment, hopefully maybe up and moving around. But for a lot of us, we consume so much and we do so much sitting. And the truth is we weren't created to live that way. So before you put all this pressure on yourself to like adopt this new intense, fitness plan, there's something else that you should focus on first. And that is living an active lifestyle over a sedentary lifestyle. And guess what? An active lifestyle doesn't mean you have a gym membership and it doesn't mean you're going and doing these crazy classes. It doesn't mean you even have to have a personal trainer. You can live an active lifestyle and technically never work out. So we're going to dig into what that looks like, what that means, and maybe how you can make some adjustments in your own life to where you can start living more actively and less sedentarily. Again, really confused on the tense and how I'm putting all these words together, but I know you know what I mean. So before we hop in, of course, how am I feeling worthy this week and amazing this week? We had so much fun in San Francisco for the music festival Outside Lands. It was my first time in San Francisco and I had an absolute blast. The weather was beautiful. This festival was incredible, y'all. If you ever get a chance to go, I strongly recommend it. It is just in the most beautiful park surrounded by trees. They genuinely do such a great job. So I'm so glad that I prioritized that time and we had so much fun. But i'm gonna be real with you got home yesterday and was just wiped like i did the work that i had to get done for the day and nothing else i was super burnt out really tired and just not feeling you know like my optimal self and that makes total sense the weekend that I lived was not my typical weekend I wasn't eating the food that I typically eat I was you know drinking more sleeping less running around whatever it was worth it but yesterday I took some time to just let myself be still, which is kind of hilarious going into a sedentary podcast episode, but I needed it because I had been very active that weekend. So I felt really good just kind of taking some time to relax and not make myself feel guilty or ashamed that I wasn't getting enough done, you know, and I could be doing more. We could all always be doing more. So there are going to just be some days after a really busy week or a really hard day, that you're going to need time to just let yourself be still and the answer isn't shame and the answer isn't judgment. So that's kind of how I actually felt really worthy this week is that I was able to take that time yesterday and then jump right back into the normalcy of today, you know, working with clients, recording the podcast, going for a workout. I, I didn't say stuck in that place of stillness to the point to where it was no longer productive. I used it productively and then moved forward. And I think that that was a really great balance to find for myself in a way that I really felt good. So that is how I felt worthy. So excited to jump into this episode now and I can't wait to hear what you think. So let's get started. So I'm excited to talk about kind of the reality of our sedentary lifestyles because I think when people come to me as a personal trainer, you know, the idea is that all of a sudden with a couple workouts a week, they're going to sort of change all of this stuff about their life and their health and everything. And that's a lot of pressure to put on exercise. That's a lot of pressure to put on two workouts. And if you think about it, those 2 hours a week or if you know if you're committed and you're getting in 3 4 or 5 hours a week are not the majority of our overall lifestyle. The majority of our overall lifestyle tends to be more sedentary. So when you're seeking out exercise The truth is, is that isn't the only answer when it comes to actually building a healthy lifestyle for yourself. And if you're struggling to exercise, then maybe it's not the right answer for you right now. Now, let me like clarify that and caveat that obviously I do think that exercise can be really beneficial. But if your mindset is not in the right place towards it, and you're using it as a way to punish yourself, or you're using it as a way because you think that it'll help you achieve a certain thing and look a certain way, and if it doesn't, then you're going to give it up and you're never going to do it again, and it's going to be the same cycle over and over again. Or you're going to it just because you feel like this pressure, but you're super checked out and you don't really care and you don't really try and it's an inconvenience on your to-do list. If you are struggling to exercise, then what needs to shift is one, the expectation that you have to for now, and two, what else you can be doing with your life that could be more beneficial, more enjoyable, and easier. Wouldn't that be great, right? So if exercise alone isn't the only answer, then obviously we have to look at how can we combat our sedentary lives? Well, you can become more active. And I know that seems so simple and like such an obvious, but I think it's really important to understand sort of how we've become more sedentary, what it's actually doing to us, And then how we can kind of change our lifestyle so the results and the diseases and the sickness is not going to affect us like it has generations before us and will continue to affect us until something changes. You know, at the end of the day, if we change nothing and we look at all of the numbers and we look at all the stats and we kind of look at this picture and we say, well, it's just too difficult. It's just too inconvenient. It's not easy. Then we're signing ourselves up for a fate that we essentially already know. And we don't think that we're worthy of the effort it takes to make those changes. But I am telling you right now, you are worthy. And if you're probably sitting to this list, if you're probably sitting, listening to this episode, I'm going to encourage you to get up and walk while you listen to this episode because that would go perfectly with not being sedentary. So, I think it's interesting because if we're looking more at like why have we become more sedentary as a culture? It's not shocking, it's not new, but the truth is we've become more sedentary simply because the way technology has shifted within our lives. Overall, sedentary jobs have actually increased 83% since the 50s. And physical jobs, active jobs only take up about 25% of our workforce. And it's kind of crazy because our work week is longer. So Americans are now working, you know, 47 hours a week, which is 164 more hours than 20 years ago so we're working longer hours we're sitting more than we used to and we're wondering why are we getting sicker why are we not feeling great but the risks of sedentary lifestyles are linked and correlated with heart disease type 2 diabetes and cancer and a lot of other things and i get it i'm not going to like be this doomsday or person that says that this is what's ruining all of us and there's no other factors. Of course, I know there are other factors. Of course, I know that there's, it's not just the lifestyle that we're living. But our bodies were not created to sit for 10 to 12 hours in the car, at work, when we come home, at dinner, in front of the TV. We weren't created to do that. So you have to wonder, hmm, okay, if I'm not created to do this, then how can I shift my lifestyle so that it isn't what every single day of my life looks like? You know, it's interesting because I think a lot of us, like I was saying, put a lot of pressure on the answer being an exercise routine. And The hard part is that for a lot of us, it just seems like another to-do list and another thing at the end of the day, after giving so much to so many other people, we're burnt out and we're tired. And what we want to do is a leisurely activity, which tends to be sitting rather than a workout, which we know would be good for us, which would make us feel better. But the truth is this pressure to exercise in these different ways, you know, these different classes or these different routines or whatever it is, it kind of takes on the form of a fat or a craze or whatever, kind of like diets do, right? We see this surge of like, okay, nobody eats carbs. And then we see carbs are great. Nobody eats fat. And then we say fat is great. Nobody eats sugar. And then we see sugar is great. You know, it goes through these cycles. So what I'm a big believer in and a big proponent in is what can you do consistently? What can you do that's sustainable? And for a lot of people starting out, if your life is pretty much sedentary 95% of the time, just because it's January or just because it's your birthday or just because you have an event isn't necessarily going to change everything and you're going to, be able to work out six days a week and sustain it. So I genuinely believe that the better solution is not pressuring ourselves to exercise, but shifting how we can live our lifestyles to be more active, to go against the way that our culture is currently bending, which is a lot of sitting, and seeing how we can creatively add more and more movement into our day-to-day routine. So again, we talked and said technology has been a really big factor in our sitting. And I think a simple example of this is, you know, when we used to want to clean, and let's say we were going to clean a rug in like the 40s, most people had to take that rug out in their backyard and whack away at it with like a stick or a, I don't know, wooden spoon or something. I obviously haven't had to clean a rug that way. But that would take, what, 15, 20 minutes of a lot of shaking and a lot of hitting and all this different stuff. Whereas nowadays, with your plugged in vacuum cleaner or even your Roomba, the effort and exertion given is significantly reduced. But that used to be part of people's daily routines walking to work or walking to the store, doing the manual labor around the house or in the yard. So even though, you know, maybe what they were eating wasn't considered as healthy, they were moving significantly more than we as a culture currently are. So there was almost this kind of balance happening, whereas We have access to so much food and so many things and so much convenience here that we're not moving, that we're not necessarily eating as much real food as we used to, and we're wondering again, why do we not feel great? Why are we getting sicker as a population? Why are our bodies changing? Why are we shifting in these different ways? And our lifestyle plays a huge factor into this, and you know... Exercising is really important and it has been linked to assisting in reducing a lot of different diseases by, you know, lots of different percentages. For example, exercise can assist in the prevention of strokes, cancers, depression, heart disease, and dementia, reducing the risk by about 30%. It can actually reduce the risk of bowel cancer by 45%. Osteoarthritis, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes by 50%. Exercise has a huge, huge impact on our life. But then when we hear, okay, now you have to go work out 30 minutes a day, five days a week, most people are like, I don't have time for that. I get it that it can get rid of all these diseases, but I have a whole other checklist to get done. And then on top of that, because that exercise feels too overwhelming, we haven't thought about how we could shift our lifestyle, so then we sit all day. But for our bodies to function properly, they operate on the assumption that all this energy that we're taking in is being burned and processed throughout the day, not in this like super high-intensity workout in the morning and nothing the rest of the day. So... It's definitely shown that our body processes and works better and feels better when we're consistently more active. Think about when you travel and you travel to a place like New York or Europe where there's a lot more public transportation and walking. I have definitely come back from those trips and been like, I feel great, I moved a ton, I didn't worry a second about what I ate or drank, I walked for miles, and it was great. And there's this balance of like, I was busy doing stuff all day long, sitting occasionally, enjoying food, enjoying my community, and the balance is what it used to be a few decades ago or a few hundred years ago. But then we come home, And we drive to work and we sit in our car and we sit at the desk and we come home and we sit on our couch and we're like, why don't I feel as good as I did when I was traveling? Of course, yeah, traveling is super fun. It makes everybody happier. But you think about how much you tend to be doing or going or seeing and how much more you're probably moving compared to your day-to-day life. And... It is interesting because I thought I, you know, you've always heard obviously that exercise and movement can help reduce a lot of different diseases, but I found it kind of interesting that it's not as correlated with helping us live longer. Now, I guess it can help you live longer if it helps you not get the diseases, but actually a study done in 2012 showed that Olympians buy themselves an extra 2.8 years on average. And think about what they've committed to their life to be an Olympian, and they get 2.8 years on average, in addition to you and I, who have done nothing close to being an Olympian. At least I can speak for myself. And actually, it's been shown or, you know, in a study, I'm going to say the word shown, but that um, for, you know, Hundreds of thousands of years, normal movement was very high for people, you know, hundreds of years ago. Think about all the stuff that they're building and they're doing and all that kind of stuff. So, fossil rec- records actually tell us that many prehistoric humans were stronger and fitter than today's Olympians. And think about how much, again, Olympians do in regards to being this like pinnacle of health for us. And yet, based on the lifestyles that people used to live, they were naturally in better shape or more fit or more happy because of all these other things that had nothing to do specifically with their gym routine. And it's been, again, I keep wanting to say shown. You can't see anything. I'm just talking. But there was another study done by uh, Michael Pollan and a couple other people, and they were doing kind of some research into longevity and health and trying to figure out who are the fittest, healthiest of people on the planet. And the truth is the fittest, healthiest people on the planet have never been to a gym these people who report high levels of well-being live extraordinary long lives. They live in these areas that are called blue zones. And essentially these blue zones are kind of, they're kind of picked on a factor of a lot of different things. I'm not going to get into all of that. Again, a lot of this research was done by Michael Pollan. You can Google his name and blue zones. But These blue zones do tend to be in a lot of indigenous areas where people are having to kind of rely on a community. So they're getting that sense of belonging and purpose. They're not kind of, you know, smoking and doing things, you know, eating a lot of not real food, which is great sometimes, but most of their diet is plant-based. And again, there is a very noticeable absence of exercise within these people's lives, Because so much of their life is active. So we're kind of realizing that despite being in the United States and having everything at our fingertips, we are not the healthiest or the happiest people. And we've got to do something to change. We have got to do something to take care of ourselves and to honor this body that we have. And it probably isn't going to start with your new gym routine that is very different than the life that you've been living. I will applaud you all the way. I get it. I have clients. I have a job for a reason because people struggle to get motivated to go to the gym and they want the accountability. But I still talk to my clients about what they're doing in between seeing me and what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. And what they do outside of our sessions together because again exercise is not the only solution it is a piece of the puzzle to your overall greater health and choosing an active lifestyle intentionally will have a far greater impact than these little blips of these exercise bads or diets that you get yourself pressured into so If you've been feeling, like I said, all this pressure to exercise and do these new routines, take a minute and pause. And instead, think about ways where you can just choose to be more active in your day-to-day life. See how you feel. See what it kind of looks like. Get creative. You know, there's... It's hard. I'm not going to tell you that it's like the easiest thing ever because I myself... Drive to most of my clients and drive to the grocery store and sit at a desk working on content and doing virtual sessions and writing and all these things. I am struggling to overcome a sedentary lifestyle too. I love Netflix, I am here for it. But I also realize that sometimes it's important for me to deprioritize an exercise routine prioritize a daily lifestyle that is in itself active. So what are some different things that you can do? What are some different ways? Of course, I know that this is, you wanna make some shifts, you wanna make some changes. So a simple thing you can do if you sit at a desk all day, is to look at something like a treadmill desk or a bike desk. Now, I know that that can be really expensive. I'm sure there are little like feet pedal things that you can do that are less expensive, but I understand that that's an investment. Even a standing desk is a little better, but you are still standing sedentarily in the same spot all day long. What you're trying to get yourself to do is move and moving your body in a way that kind of is similar to kind of actually being able to make progress somewhere like you would on a treadmill or a bike. Another great thing you can do is try to walk to places. I get that at certain places it's cold or it's hot or whatever. You can use all the excuses you want. But if you can walk to your neighbor's house to hang out or walk to the grocery store and carry just a few bags back with you, or get on a phone call with your family member and walk around the neighborhood for a little while, or walk around your house. Try and figure out ways in which you can walk more. Try doing the chores around your house. Maybe you're lucky and you can pay somebody to do a lot of those chores, but it might benefit your overall health to do some of them yourself, to do your own yard work, or to do your own cleaning and scrubbing. We are trying to take back what technology has taken from us. Technology in our way, in in certain ways, has made our lives really great and really wonderful. And I'm connected to you right now because of it. But in some ways, it has taken from us and we haven't even realized what we've lost yet. But it has taken that activeness that we used to have that our bodies were created to have. So you have to choose to figure out different ways in which you can combat the way that the world is moving. And a lot of people aren't worried about it, and some are, because they realize they don't feel as good as they want to feel. They don't feel as good as they know they can feel. And instead of pressuring yourself to go join a new gym that you don't really want to do, what if you just started walking every morning? Walk 15, 20 minutes away from your house, walk 15, 20 minutes back, and then every hour, get up and go walk around the office for five minutes. My watch bings me to do that and it, it's really annoying. I get it because I, I get deep in work mode too. But this is the lifestyle you're trying to create for yourself. And soon, it will be easier and easier for that to just be the norm. Think about taking a walking meeting. If you have a coworker and you have a meeting and you don't have to be right in front of your desk, what if you walked around the office or the building outside, getting some fresh air, doing a meeting that way, or taking a phone meeting outside, taking the stairs up to your floor? There are simple things that you can do to where then when you take a look at your day and a look at your life, you can truly say it is more active than sedentary. And that is not something that a lot of people can say these days. So we have to choose to realize that exercising is great, but it isn't the only answer and it isn't the only solution. And what you do, the other 23 hours of your day matters. It matters to your health, both mentally and physically. So get creative. The next episode of the podcast that you listen to, Please go listen and walk or go make a phone call and walk. That is a simple way that you can start creating a lifestyle that is more active. It's free and it's easy and you can take some of the pressure off. Just work on getting those steps in. A great measurement is like 10,000 steps. That's a fairly good number. It feels like a lot when we drive to work and sit at a desk and sit at home and watch Netflix. And you might realize how little you actually are moving, but that's good. Don't use it as obviously a way to like shame yourself, but allow it to make you aware and say, wow, I did not realize how much I sat and how little I moved every single day. You are worth prioritizing this. You are worth taking care of yourself. And the answer isn't always what's in the magazine of like the next diet and the next fitness craze. Sometimes it's as simple as shifting your lifestyle to just be more movement-based. Like we used to, like we were created to. So I strongly encourage you to get moving, to get started. Let me know how you're moving. Let me know if there's a way that you're like, wow, I added this movement into my Day And it makes me feel so great to start my day or take these breaks and do that. I would love to know. Make sure that you rate and review this episode. If you are enjoying this podcast, share it with your friends. I appreciate it so, so much. I hope you have an incredible day and know that you are so worthy. And I will be talking to you so soon. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.